Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, let's get into the rankings. Uh, so, Justin Jefferson at one against Green Bay. Amon Ra, St. Brown against Chicago. Uh, oh, I have. Oh, I, I moved Tyreek down. So, like, after the news, we actually moved Tyreek down uh, to number five. So, I actually have St. Brown at number two now. Um, the last time he went up against Chicago, he went 10 for 119. And he mm. can do it again. And maybe with a score this time. So, I do like him over a lot of these other guys because a lot of these other guys have a little bit tougher matchups. So I like Amon Ross St. Brown um, as the primary receiver there. I have Stefan Diggs at three. Uh, I'm hoping he can bounce back this week in what should be a shootout between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Jamar yeah. Chase in that same game at four. You know, he might be shadowed by Tredavious White, uh, but it doesn't look like White is 100% just yet. Um, and then Tyreek Hill moved him down to five uh, with the news of Teddy Bridgewater starting. Um, but but they, like I said, only down to five. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing too drastic there. You can't just say Tyreek Hill. Oh, if he Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable starting quarterback, so it's not like you can push him all the way down. It's one thing if he goes, like you said, to um, a guy like Jared Stidham. Uh, that's one thing. But he's getting Teddy Bridgewater, who started multiple seasons in the league. He's going to be just fine. We saw him do it, obviously against Minnesota. It's an all, it's an all right matchup against New England. I don't have any worries about Tyreek Hill. It's just you know the security might not be there where it was before with Tua at quarterback. But definitely. Um, this top five. I'm not worried about Tredavious White at all for Jamar Chase. I like Jamar Chase this week in a high-scoring game against the Bills. And Stefan Diggs, the same thing. I think it's funny that the Bears and the Lions have a higher over-under. Obviously, their defense haven't been as good. But um, I think this is definitely shootout territory for the Bengals and the Bills. We had the quarterbacks for this matchup ranked one and two this week. So if they're doing well, you know, you got to imagine Stefan Diggs and Jamar Chase are doing their things as well. I would hope so. Yeah. Because for Stefan Diggs, that hasn't been the case. Josh Allen's been balling, and Diggs hasn't. Yeah. Right. So well, that, they got to get back ho- to him at some point. I hope so. I hope this is the game that they do it. Um, but yeah, about Jamar Chase, you know, the Patriots have been super leaky to wide receivers this year, especially lately. Uh, over the last four weeks, they're giving up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers, the six most receiving yards, and they've given up seven receiving touchdowns to wide receivers over the last four games. So I'm looking for Jamar Chase to do his thing in this game. Absolutely. CeeDee Lamb at six against Tennessee uh, in, a, in a great matchup. You know, if, mm-hmm. if they can't run the ball, you know, no, no team has been able to run the ball against Tennessee for the most part. So I think CeeDee Lamb, you know, in a good matchup can, can do his thing. Um, Keenan Allen, you know, he's been getting it done, man. Like he's at seven this week. Christian Watson, I have him at eight. 
The matchup yeah. is so good. Okay, so if he plays, you cannot leave him out of your lineup, like right. straight up. Like you cannot. Okay, uh, I have DK Metcalf at eight in case Tyler Lockett can't can't go. It's a really tough matchup. Um, you know, if Lockett doesn't go, like he'll probably get a, a very sizable target share in this one yeah. either way. Um, you know, I might move him below AJ Brown and Garrett Wilson. You know, maybe even below T. Higgins if Lockett does play. So that will kind of bring that bring DK Metcalf back to where he's been ranked. Him right. and Tyler Lockett, you know, in that or in that high end wide receiver two area. Yeah, if if Lockett plays, you're gonna just slot him right in next to DK Metcalf like we've been doing. Like if he could say DK Metcalf goes to twelve, would Lockett be like yeah. 113? I feel like you <laughs> have to, pretty right? Much. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I, I think what I would do is this. I have AJ Brown at nine. Um, I do have Garrett Wilson, uh, and then I would have Garrett Wilson at ten, and then I'll probably have DK and then Lockett right after. So that. still both Four. pretty much borderline wide receiver ones. Yeah, pretty much. I might even put you know just because I like the matchup for the Bengals wide receivers so much, I might put T Higgins above both those guys this week just right. because it's a tough matchup against the Jets. Yeah, um, Christian Watson, you just have to hope that he plays. Obviously, he's at eight. I'm just going to go yeah. back on that one. If he plays, like. I think he could finish even in the top five. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But um, we just have to hope that he plays. Keenan Allen's like the surest thing in fantasy football right now um, as far as receivers go because he's just going to get those targets. And C.D. Lamb, like you said, love his matchup. Love what I think the game script is going to be. If they go up, I, I think C.D. Lamb's going to be a big reason why they're going up. I think he can have a strong game, even if he does just play um, the majority of his time in the first half. I think they can get it done for you this week. So I, I have no hesitations and reservations about C.D. Lamb or Dak Prescott or really the Cowboys offense in general this week. I think they can score points, get off the field, and that's just going to be that. So A.J. Brown, um, he, he's down here. Like, he's been a little higher lately. Um, but I don't think he has the same ceiling, you know, with Gardner Minshew starting. Right. Uh, because this is a tough matchup for quarterbacks and wide receivers. So New Orleans has given up the fourth least fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks and the second least over the last eight. And they've been stout. And they've been without Marshawn Lattimore in this entire time. I'm still firing him up, obviously, because we know what his upside is, like, regardless. Yeah. Uh, but I am moving him down because I do like the upside and the floors of all of the guys that I'm ranking above him right now. Yeah, I, th- I think that's totally fair. It's, it's not anything against A.J. Brown. It's just the way, obviously, like he said about the quarterback. Um, Gardner Minshew also targeted Devontae Smith a lot. Devontae Smith had a good game. Obviously, he was dealing with A.J. Brown was Trayvon Diggs in coverage, who had a Pretty rough game, but um, he was able to capitalize A.J. Brown just fine. He didn't have a humongous game, but Devontae Smith was really just picking on the Cowboys' back-end starters. But I think that both of them are going to be reliable this week. I like A.J. Brown, even though it is a tough matchup, like you said, um, against New Orleans. So we'll see how it goes. I think having him here makes sense, but he could definitely just kind of finish up in the top five if you know things go correctly for them. Um, I'm not sure how they – if the offense looks like it did last week, against the Cowboys like this week against the Saints, I think A.J. Brown could definitely finish as top five. I have Garrett Wilson at 11. Uh, his history with Mike White, you know, well-documented. He's the clear alpha there. Uh, he yep. should get his targets despite the tough matchup against Seattle. In weeks 12 to 14 with Mike White starting, Garrett Wilson was the wide receiver four overall. And this is basically a playoff game for the Jets. Yep. So, you know, the Jets are going to do what they need to do uh, to get Garrett Wilson the ball. Preciser has this game... Uh, this preciser has this game total at 49 this week, so relatively high scoring game. And you have to start Garrett Wilson this week, yeah. With Garrett Wilson, you have pretty much the good versus the good. You know, Mike White and Garrett Wilson have been a very good duo 
in terms of fantasy points scored, you know, when they do play together and Mike White's healthy. But also, it's a tough matchup, like you said, against Seattle. They're allowing the, 30th, the third least fantasy points season long and uh, the second least in the last four weeks. They've just been playing very well in Seattle's secondary. So I think that something's got to give. I think Garrett Wilson can do it. We know Mike White. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. We had Mike White ranked as nine. I think we believe in him. I know you believe in him. I believe in him. I think that this could definitely be a good game for Garrett Wilson, despite a bad matchup and a shootout potentially too. We'll see how it goes. Uh, T. Higgins got it done last week with Jamar Chase on the field. That was good to see. And now he gets another good matchup against New England. So I'm, I'm, I, I upgraded T. Higgins a little bit. I brought Devonta Adams down to 13. We talked about him at the top of the show. Uh, but I want to know what you think about him being at 13. Is this appropriate? For you, like I know that you know, obviously on this graphic we have Jalen Waddle at thirteen. I moved him right above him. But are you, would you rather start guys like Jalen Waddle, Chris Chris Godwin, Devontae Smith over Devontae Adams this week? Um, I, I think I would with Jalen Waddle. Outside of that, I'm not sure. Chris Godwin, the Buccaneers' offense we know isn't doing a whole lot of scoring. Devontae Smith, you know, he had a good week last week, but AJ Brown's liable to get those 10, 12 targets anytime. Um, and we don't know exactly. We have a small sample size with this offense under Gardner Minshew. So I, I think and, that Jaylen- and Devontae Smith had a really, really good matchup last week. So it yeah. made sense why he was the guy to get it done last right. week. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see things just kind of relocate, you know, targets to AJ Brown again this week. Um, like I said, it's a small sample size with Gardner Minshew. So I think, yes, Jalen Waddle, I'd start over Devontae Adams. But outside of that, I think the other guys just don't have the upside. I think if Devontae Adams is hyper targeted, and gets enough snaps, you know, where he's not being like just held back. I think he can be, uh, he can have a, a strong week, you know, 20 plus fantasy points. But that's if everything goes exactly correctly. But I'm willing to take that chance, then roll the dice with a guy that might not get that type of target share. Um, we'll see how Jared Stidham, you know, dials in to Devonta Adams, whether he does or not. I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to move Jalen Waddle above Devonta Adams. So Devonta Adams down to 14 this week. Um, right. So we have Chris Gowan. Uh, after him uh, against Carolina at 15, Devontae Smith uh, at 16, again, in a tough matchup, you know, along with A.J. Brown. Uh, then I have DeAndre Hopkins against Atlanta, you know, with Colt McCoy now. Keep in mind that he'll likely be shadowed by the by A.J. Terrell in this game. You know, not the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, Hopkins can overcome it. It's just a matter of, you know, will McCoy not care about the shadow coverage, you know, and target him? Or will he care about it? And like stay away on purpose because a good corner is guarding his best wide receiver. Like that's the question. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Because if Hopkins gets the targets, he's going to be fine. Yeah. And that's what it's been, you know, the whole season. We just didn't see him get the, well, actually, he got 10 targets last week. I'm thinking about it now. You know, yeah. he got 10 targets last week, but he only caught one of them. Um, granted, that was coming from Trace McSorley, but exactly. I, tr- I trust <laughs> I trust Cole McCoy so much more than Trace McSorley. And that's saying a lot. You know, I think DeAndre Hopkins will be fine this week with Colt McCoy, at quarterback. You can move from Kyler Murray to Colt McCoy and get away with DeAndre Hopkins. He can get away with that. But go to Trace McSorley. You can't do that. So I have no worries about DeAndre Hopkins this week. I think this is kind of a, a floor ranking. I think he can get it done this, done this week regardless. Uh, Juju against Denver at 18. Uh, tough matchup, but he got it done the last time these two teams went against each other. Kawan Williams did play in that first game. Maybe he wasn't all the way 100%, but he he played a full complement of snaps. And, you know, Juju has been volatile all year, right? But yeah. you just kind of have to live with the volatility with him. Just start him as a wide receiver, too, because he's Patrick Mahomes' wide receiver one. Like, how do you decide, right? Because he's got it done in good matchups. He's got it done in bad matchups. 
He's been quiet in good matchups. So it's like you kind of never know what's going to happen with, with Juju. You kind of just have to start him at this point, right? Yeah. He embraced the volatility. And that's been the story all season. He opened up real quiet, and then he had a strong stretch of games, quieted down again, and he got a couple more strong games. And now he's back on that quiet stretch. You know, you can't leave him out of your lineup if you are if you have guys that aren't as good as Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, in terms of this week that you're starting. There's no reason to be starting guys that are obviously worse and, and in a worse situation than Juju Smith-Schuster. I think you just put Juju in and you hope for the best at this point. Like, I think he's ideally a flex. That's exactly what I'm looking for in a flex, you know, a high upside player like Juju. Um, you know you're not going to have consistency really with him, but that upside there, if you get it, could win you your championship this week. I have DJ Moore uh, against Tampa at 18. Uh, he's been getting it done for you, man, with Sam Darnold. Carlton Davis, he missed practice on Wednesday, so keep an eye on that. If he doesn't go, uh, Moore will get an upgrade because he could potentially see a Carlton Davis shadow. Uh, Jamel yeah. Dean also banged up with a toe injury. I think he was limited in practice, so keep an eye on the Bucks practice report this week. But regardless, like he's been getting it done with Darnold. Fire him up as a wide receiver, too. Yeah, and he has a solid matchup. It's not terrible this week. You know, they're allowing the 12th most fantasy points over the last four weeks and 13th most. You know, it's just right in the middle of the pack there. Just a little bit better than average um, yeah. in terms of matchup for DJ Moore. I'm not worried about it. Um, he's played well in tough matchups. Uh, he got it done against Denver a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not worried about him in Tampa Bay, especially with the, the way Sam Darnold's playing. And the offense is actually rolling in Carolina. So I would give him the benefit of the doubt at this point. Keep an eye on that Jerry Judy uh, injury, uh, but if he's good, I, I'm playing him against Kansas City at a wide receiver at 20. Uh, he went over 100 yards last week, if I'm not mistaken. And by the way, he hardly played in the slot last week with Sutton back. Uh, that's Kendall Hinton's job now. Uh, last yeah. time he went up against Kansas City, he got the hat trick, right? Yeah. So just keep that in mind going into this week. I have Mike Williams at 20, uh, Terry McLaurin at 22. We talked about 21. We talked about the impact that Carson Wentz uh, can have on him at the top of the show. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, you might want to rewind to the top of the show. We'll talk, we talk about that uh, a little bit. Uh, DJ Shark at 23. Um, I, I know this graphics all is messing me up, but I have the actual rankings yeah. in front of me. Uh, DJ Shark at 23 against Chicago. Uh, I like this matchup for him. Um, you know, Alan Lazard at 24 against Minnesota. The matchup is great. I would fire him up regardless of whether Christian Watson plays. I think, you know, whether you start Romeo Dubs, is more of a question of whether Christian Watson plays, but regardless of whether Christian Watson plays or not, if he does play, Alan Lazard's still getting a full complement of snaps. He's still a starter with Christian Watson. So fire him up regardless, I would say. Yeah, in a good matchup, Alan Lazard, you know, he's been a target magnet a lot, you know, regardless of whether he's been doing much with those targets. He's been getting those targets. That's all you can ask for. And in a good matchup, there's, I think there's a better chance than not that he, you know, really capitalizes on those targets coming his way. And if Christian Watson's out, all better for him. But otherwise... Even if Christian Watson plays, like you said, you're going to start him. Um, DJ Chark, I like him in the matchup that they have. That, has, that game has the highest over-under. I think that you can trust him. Terry McLaurin, like we said, do you think it might be a little bit high to have him at 21-22 um, underneath Jahan Dotson? Like, are you tempted maybe to put Jahan Dotson over Terry McLaurin this week? No. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, even with, uh, you know, Jahan Dotson, with, with Carson Wentz, like, Jahan Dotson wasn't even getting a, that much of a higher target share than McLaurin when Carson Wentz was playing. It was more about Jahan Dotson ended up with the fantasy points because he ended up scoring, you know, touchdowns uh, during, right. during that streak with Carson Wentz. But I'm still starting the better wide receiver. Um, you know, it's possible that Carson Wentz comes in and does end up targeting Terry McLaurin. So I, I'm not going that far to say like, oh, I'm going to depend on Dotson to score that touchdown. But I think Dotson is an upgrade 
you know, because of the fact that, or at least stays where he's at because Carson Wentz uh, is at quarterback. So I'm still starting McLaurin. Like the thing is, like McLaurin is the number one for this offense, right? And then you look yeah. at the guys under him, DJ Shark, who's not, Alan Lazard, who's not, you know. So I'm a little tempted to just not, you know, if you're going for upside, I'd rather play Alan Lazard, right? Yeah. I'd rather play DJ Shark, um, maybe Zay Jones, but he has a tough matchup. And that's really it, you know, honestly, because I think McLaurin has the upside that these guys have too. You know, it's just yeah. a matter of will Carson Wentz target him. So, yeah, I am down on Terry McLaurin. Um, he might be a couple spots higher, but at the same time, like I'm going to go with the alpha wide receiver here regardless. Yeah, that's fair. And they do have a tough matchup. So I wonder, like, even if Taylor Heineke was playing, like, do you think he'd be sitting right here at 21 or would you have him higher? Yes, I would have him above Mike Williams. I would have him above Judy, most likely. Um, and that's about that's. It. That's where I was looking to. I was going to say, yeah. DJ Moore, I kind of like him a lot more this week than guys like Jerry Judy. That's where the line is drawn for me. Yeah. As far as right. tears go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So so, so you like DJ Moore over Juju this week? Uh, Not over Juju. Oh, I said DJ Moore over Terry McLaurin. Um, I like Juju gotcha. this week, Makes even sense. in a tough matchup. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I had Chark at 22, Alan Lazard 23. Three or twenty-four or whatever. Zay Jones right after them, and Christian Kirk. They're back to back. I have Zay Jones above Christian Kirk this week, and the matchup is not amazing. It's better on the right perimeter than it is in the slot. And Zay Jones, you know, he's been killing it lately in good matchups before last week against the Jets, which yeah. we didn't in a matchup we didn't like him in. And this man, to be honest with you, we shouldn't like him this week that much either. You know, because Houston has been really good against wide receivers, especially in the slot, which is why I have Christian Kirk one spot after him. Right. Um, you know, Zay Jones has been outperforming Christian Kirk lately. And Houston, you know, they've just been one of the best teams against slot receivers this year. Fourth least fantasy points allowed over the last eight weeks and over the course of the season. So yeah. not great for Christian Kirk this week. Yeah, definitely not for Christian Kirk. I don't know how much I trust either of these receivers, you know, and that's why a lot of people may be tempering expectations on Trevor Lawrence. I see this being a Travis Etienne game. Obviously, if they play to the strengths of – um their own offense, you know, if they play the weakness of the Texans defense. But we'll see how it goes. Trevor Lawrence has been playing really well. Um, Zay Jones, I like him, obviously, a lot more than we did last week. We talked about that. So I think that Zay Jones, it makes sense to have him over Christian Kirk. I don't know how much of a passing offense this is going to need to be. If the Jaguars can go up, you know, that would be one thing that might actually pull starters at that point. But the Texans have been playing everybody down to the wire. So I think it's going to be a close game, and that stands to benefit the receivers and make them at least a little bit relevant where in a game where if the Texans weren't taking teams down the wire, if they weren't playing well, you know, you kind of shelf the receivers and just let Travis Etienne be the guy this week. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that neither of these guys have a high ceiling this week. No. I, I, I really don't think so. I think like um, a 15, 16-point ceiling for both of these guys. is. Should, should we put Jahan Dotson over these guys this week? Um, That's really tough. I think I would leave him down there. Okay, I have him at I 27, so. and I'm still firing him up, though, with the streak yeah, that he's been yeah, on. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, so, somewhat of a neutral matchup on the outside, I would say, for both McLaurin and Dotson. Um, they've been really good against slot wide receivers. That's why Curtis Samuel, you know, even though, you know, he's been off the rankings Car- for a while. Carson Wentz, he's been off the rank- yeah. rankings, but that's really because Carson Wentz, once Carson Wentz left, the targets have not been there Yep. for, for him at all, for, for, for Curtis Samuel at all. They're actually giving him some carries too when Carson Wentz was playing quarterback. You know, he actually had an interesting workload and they kind of got away from that too, you know, when yeah. he left. So it's he just kind of fell out of favor with Carson Wentz. We'll see if he kind of makes a reappearance 
or he reemerges this week. We even saw last week when Carson Wentz came in, he started he started talking Curtis Samuel again. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's it's interesting. Um, I, I like Drake London against Arizona. I'm starting him this week as a wide receiver three. He's at 28 this week, uh, seven for 70, and then seven for 96 uh, against New Orleans and Baltimore with Desmond Ritter. So. Yeah. You know, decent, not not the most amazing matchups in the world. So in a neutral matchup against Arizona, yeah, I think I'm going to play him this week. I think you have to. And like I said, it looks like Desmond Ritter's just dialing into Drake London and making the most of his big body target out there. You know, who else are you going to throw to in that offense? I mean, Olamide Zacchaeus, Marcus Mariota was making that work with him and Demir Bird. But Drake London is clearly the best receiver in that offense. And he's someone that I'm going to be looking at pretty close next season. We're going to see how things go this offseason for the Falcons. But in terms of this week, I think you can trust him. For, absolutely. If he's going to get those targets, like you said, and he's catching most of them, obviously he's had a bit of a fumbling issue, but I, I'm not going to hold that against him when he's going to be catching for almost 100 yards each week. I think he's a really nice flex play this week. I cannot wait to draft them at a discount next next year. Right. Um, Amari Cooper at 29. Uh, in a, you know, In four games with Deshaun Watson, Cooper has had these target share numbers. 43% amazing. 16% not good. 20% solid, and then 35%. Amazing. Donovan Peoples-Jones over those four games. 14%, not good. 35%, awesome. 16%, not good. 19%, okay. So I think while while DPJ had that one good game with Deshaun and Amari didn't really have any, I'm still starting Amari over DPJ. Um, yeah. This is not the best matchup in the world, but I still think Amari's a, a solid wide receiver three. I think that's what he's going to be. And we talked about that as soon as Deshaun Watson, after that first week with him, we kind of said that Murray Cooper is going to take the hit, you know, at least for the end of the season. This is what I'm expecting. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think he's going to finish as a top 24 the way this Browns offense plays. I'm more intrigued for him next season. But this week, I, I think that he's definitely the play over Diamond Peoples-Jones. I think Murray Cooper is a much better receiver, obviously, overall. Um, Diamond Peoples-Jones, he's a good deep threat. But um, I think that Cooper, he has a better chance to get it done this week against Washington. A team that he's actually played pretty well historically against if that counts for anything you know it's a middle of the pack a little bit worse than middle of the pack matchup for Mario Cooper I think if anybody's gonna be catching the passes it's gonna be him obviously the weather much more favorable this week than it was last week and Cooper was able to get it done anyway he actually had one of his better performances with Deshaun Watson um last week in the in the rough weather yeah yeah I agree um I have Marquise Brown next 20 percent and 24 percent target share for him in the two games with Colt McCoy so you know if he's going to if he's going to be matched up with Darren Hall with AJ Terrell focused on Hopkins, that might be a good thing for Hollywood, you know, and whether he who? plays <laughs> exactly. And whether he might, whether he plays on the right side, like he did last week or the slot, like he did in the two games with Colt McCoy. Um, the Falcons have been bottom 12 in terms of giving up fantasy, fantasy points from those two spots over the last four weeks. So I think in PPR, he can actually give you a solid floor this week. Yeah. I think that Marcus Brown, as long as somebody not named Trace McSorley is playing, He's going to have a fine floor. I don't like the upside really at all for any of the Cardinals receivers, but the floor is much more secure. They're startable as long as Colt McCoy plays. So it's pretty much you're going to start him if you have him, I think. I don't think you really – if you had to pick, I know we have Amari Cooper ranked over him. Would you put Marquise Brown or Amari Cooper? Do you think it's kind of the same? Amari Cooper. I think Amari right. Cooper has a little bit more upside. All right, that's fair. But I guess he's playing against playing with DeAndre Hopkins, so I guess that's true. I'm kind of – Tempted. I might be tempted to put Marquise Brown in if that matchup, you know, goes his way, like you said. Yeah. 
No, I can see that. I can see Marcus Brown's <laughs> outscoring Amari Cooper for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, I have Diamond Peoples Jones next, just because like you know he's just kind of been getting it done, not at, on the targets, um, but he had that really good game with Deshaun. So I think there's a little bit of upside here, um, right. you know, with him. That's really it. You know, we have we have our uh, wide receiver rankings and running back rankings and all positional rankings. That's going to be up on our Patreon a little bit later today. Uh, definitely before the Thursday night football game. So, you know, keep an eye on that. Patreon.com slash upper hand fantasy, or you can just click the link in the description of the, of the, uh, either on YouTube or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.